Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. TSN 1050 Trana is celebrating its 10-year anniversary today. How about that? They're the home of the Argos. But you wouldn't know it. Austin Matthews, Kyle Lowry, Vladdy, some soccer player I've never seen or heard of. And then Tom Brady, Tampa Tom. What the hell? Come on, TSN 1050 Toronto. What does this say? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Rocking and rolling into hour two. This is what we affectionately call the second half kickoff. And holy smokes, have we got a lot going. What's going on, Moose? Oh, yeah. Just... You want to hold up the brand again for our new viewers that have just tuned in? Look I at got that. it. I can't believe oh, how you should weigh that thing. I know it is. Uh, it's got some weight to it, but that makes sure that you get a good sear when you when you <laughs> use the Dupont Media brand. You should do steaks with that. I was thinking about it. Get a mini one or yeah. Big, no, use that one. Big steaks. Uh, we're rolling. And I'm not going to delve back into the quick six show topics here because so many things have come up. Let me just say that we've hit a watershed moment today, and I was telling the guys this in the break. We're not on Game Plus television because we're preempted for the rest of the week because of an eSports tournament. It actually happens in television programming. And the amount of hate mail that we're getting mm. is kind of off the charts. I said, guys, we've, we've made it. People across the country are wondering, why are you not on my television right now? That's right. This could have happened a year ago because, well, we went on live on July 2nd, right? On Game Plus? Yeah. And nobody would have probably noticed as far as it relates to us. So I said to Clark, let's encourage everybody in the GTA to go down and start a fire at the building of Game Plus. And Clark goes, good idea. Then we'll never be on Game Plus again. Oh, wait. Let's not do that. (laughs) See how we make all our decisions by committee around here? Yeah. I encouraged rioting out front of Game Plus and Clark's... Probably not the best idea. But we have an open and inclusive environment that, hey, put all the ideas on the table. Oh, yeah, bring them all up. And then we'll start to figure out why they are good or not good. This is a day where I was overruled. Hey, Drew Koser, Off the Hazel podcast. Good morning. Uh, I dropped my pen. Let's just hit the quick six show topics. Let's re-up it and then delve right back into the fun. Tuesday NHL leftovers. I got a few here. The Bruins beat Buffalo in the first Hall versus the Sabres debut. Taylor was pointless, but his team won. David Riddick lost his Leafs debut against the Flames. Can't you find him blue equipment? I just thought that looked very junior B. No offense, Drew. You know what I'm talking about. Point three, Tanner Janot scored his first career National Hockey League goal. What do you know, Tanner Janot? From Oxbow Sask. Why'd you ask? Way to go, Tanner, with the Nashville Predators. They might crack the top five NHL this week. They might. Uh, Point two, will the CFL play? I pegged it at 50-50. Insiders that have no dog in the fight, but no. So just remember, there's a lot of people outside the CFL right now. Let's remember, a lot of people got let go. A lot. But they still know a lot of stuff. And they might... Be a little upset. So they're pegging this at 60-40 that the CFL doesn't play. I'm saying 50-50. What are you saying? Yeah, I got to be close to that. It's it's leaning towards 60-40 for me that they won't play. 
Yeah. But I think they're still at 40%. There's still a good chance they will, but it yeah. won't be on time. Point three, the Regina Pats, God's team, lost last night to the Prince Albert Raiders 4-2. We called it. They're 0-2 without Connor Bedard. And on uh, Thursday, they'll face the number one team, the Saskatoon Blades. You going to wear a Blades jersey into the booth? Mm. You're thinking about it. Thinking about it. Um, in the Dub Hub today, it's the Blades and the Swift Crown Broncos at 4 p.m., 8 p.m. tonight. The Winnipeg Heists against the Brandon Wheat Kings in the Battle of Manitoba. That ice lid may stay here till the end of time. It's beautiful. It's so hot. But I think I'll take it home because I like wearing it a lot. Uh... Four, the Blue Jays beat the Yankees 7-3, and Sammy Cosentino was with us last hour. You people don't know. You people don't know that Sam Cosentino's a baseball guy first. He start, do you even know that story? He was the towel boy in the damn clubhouse for the Blue Jays in 1987. Wow. Worked his way into the broadcast booth, and then somehow how life just grabs you and takes you down a road that you didn't plan. That's Sam now doing CHL hockey, which he loves, but he's still a baseball guy at heart. He was the voice of the Expos, as Clark has said in my ear, yes, for their last couple of seasons. That's when Sammy and I worked together on the score, and that's where we got to be good friends. But anyways, he agrees with me that if George Springer could play, and I'm not calling him soft. Am I calling him soft by not calling him soft? No, not really, but you're kind of. $150 million quad pull? How many guys in the NHL are playing tonight with some sort of mild pull? Whatever. The Blue Jays are 5-6 and six and in a four-way tie for second place in the East. You know what? If he comes back later and he's 100%, that's probably a better thing. Yeah. I'm just saying the Jays are right there. That's exciting to me. Yeah. Uh, and, by the way, he took batting practice yesterday, but he will not go out on this nine-game road trip, which... The Jays are leaving after, tonight's, after today's game against the Yankees. Point five, people boycotting the MLC, saying they're going to boycott the MLSC. What a fun. That's so cute. <laughs> I know. Let's boycott Rodgers. That was going for a while because they hate the CFL. How did that work? Nobody in Rodgers cares if you boycott them. They don't. And I know the... The grocery store thing came up, but here's the more accurate analogy. You're not going to boycott Rogers. You're going to buy whichever cable package is cheaper. You're going to buy whichever phone package is cheaper. There is no doubt about that. If they're the same price, you maybe will make a decision, but you're still not going to do that to your contracts up, right? And when you're thinking about going to a Leafs game, a Raptors game, an Argos, you're not thinking about... Who owns Wait, it? Who owns this team? <laughs> no. No, that guy owns it, so I'm not going to go. No, you're only thinking about the team, unfortunately. Um, the boycott's just not going to work. It sounds good. Yeah. We're going down this road. I think people like talking about sports media because it's such a huge impact in our lives. They'd rather talk about the games, but there aren't a lot of games going on right now in terms of the CFL and NFL, right? But the mindset, I meant to say this the other day. I didn't even realize this. Folks, until I got my diploma in addiction treatment specialist, uh, that's what it's called, addiction treatment specialist, the diploma that I have, brain pathways. So you all, because you watch TSN and Sportsnet every day, are getting brainwashed about the Blue Jays and the Raptors and the Leafs and Toronto FC. You just are, because that's what's in front of you. <laughs> Believe me, this is how it goes. And we're... If, if the whole country gets on board with this, great for MLSE. That's what they want. Yes. And if you think this MLSE doesn't want to kill the CFL, 
Because you would think, let's build up our properties on our networks. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Of course. Why would you ignore the Argos from your billboard for your radio station unless you're purposely trying to kill the CFL? Now, I had guys in the CFL yesterday say, Rod, do you think this was a shot, an F you at the CFL? On purpose. On purpose. I'm like, I, I wholeheartedly believe it was not an F you to the CFL. I wholeheartedly believe it was an oversight. But we just didn't think about the Argos, which is probably worse than doing it on purpose. Yes. You know, that's a mindset thing, too. But I'm just saying you can all get on board with the MLSC thing and TSN and sport. That's cool. Nobody's stopping it. But I know there's a lot of people that want to talk about the Canadian Football League and Major Junior Hockey and Junior A and curling Kirk Myers coming up. That's all. But we're not... Shooting arrows at TSN and Sportsnet. I watch them every day. They're all my friends. I'm just saying we're going to do something different than get on board like everybody else is. Did I not just explain it well what we're doing here? Yes, that's right. That's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, and people seem to like it. And point six, NFL players want to boycott the OTAs. We'll wait and see how that all plays out. Um, I'm also very, I'm at the end of my rope with listening to people. I think that's evident to everybody. But reason being... Our rock star of the day yesterday was Gary Lawless for our sponsor at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. We love them. Give them a follow on all their social media channels. The poll question today is for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who should be inducted into next year's Canadian Football Hall of Fame? Here are the options that we came up with. And it was these guys deferred to the old fart in the room, me, the old CFL guy. Ken Austin, Dwayne Mendruziak, the fired Edmonton equipment manager, Jim Pop, who needs no introduction, and Joe Zuger, who actually does. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he had eight touchdowns thrown in his very first ever game in the CFL for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and that record still stands for all quarterbacks, eight touchdowns in a game, Joe Zuger. Ken Austin's leading by a mile on Twitter. That should probably surprise nobody. Did did they put up the Facebook list? Yeah, he's leading by a mile on Facebook. So Kent, Kent should get in. I'm not sure if Kent's been nominated or not. But anyways, this when I say I don't listen to anybody, well, I listen to some, but not all. Marlene writes this on Twitter and said, should have included Darian ahead of these four guys. Ken Austin, who won three great cups as a player and won as a head coach and was coach of the year in his not his only year, but his first year. Darian, I, I, I had a had a who here. Dwayne Mandruziak, forty nine years as a builder. Most people would tell you he's ahead of all these guys. Jim Pop, five Grey Cups, five. There aren't too many GMs that don't that have more than that, and any that does are in the Hall of Fame. And then Joe Zuger for the reasons I just should have had Darian. I might have, in my past life, been that person saying, should have had Darian. One great cup? Yeah. Outstanding player? Never. No. So, that sense, who gets in? Darian Duran or Kerry Joseph? Right? The Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Because my mind went to the Riders Plaza of Honor for a second, and that's a different thing. It could be that, but Darian, I mean, it was longer in the numbers, but Kerry was the outstanding player. In the league and one right. Darian doesn't belong in the group 
Marlene. John Volk watching, uh, I can only assume from Winnipeg. He says, love the show, fellas. Glad you speak your mind on all topics, no matter what. Go Bombers and go Jets. Again, that's why we have our Winnipeg Ice thing hat up here. And I'll say this too. I don't think my wife believes me. I think I got to take the analytics home and show her how many people are watching in Winnipeg. And incidentally, she does the, uh, well, ad buying for the Capital Ford right beside Polo Park Mall in Winnipeg. I'm like, this is, this is important, Cindy. And I'm thinking, you know what? Alberta, they watch. They don't really engage and comment, but they're watching because we can see they're watching. I don't know what it is. Whereas with Winnipeg, this goes back to the MLSE thing. A guy in Winnipeg said this to me. We don't care in Winnipeg where you're from. If you're talking about something that we find entertaining, we're going to watch. We don't care where you're from. In Toronto, if you're not from Toronto, they won't watch you. Why would I give a rat's ass then about them? You're right. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Like Winnipeg, it's sweatpants, it's slurpees, it's kick your shoes off, undo your belt. Let's talk real stuff here. Toronto, no, 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 no. You have never been on Young Street, so no, we're not going to watch you. Piss off. Piss off. Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg. We love our sports in Depeg. From Hussey's Huddle, says Jim Pop, 100% deserving. They're all deserving. The question is, which one deserves the most? Jason Price says, same goes for BC and Quebec. I didn't want to say it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so totally true. Uh, Quebec's a distinct society. They call themselves a distinct society. But you know what? British Columbia is a distinct society. We call ourselves the sweatpants capital. Call them the plaid and toque capital. And there's nothing wrong with that. Of course. But they're just not like the rest of the country, and they're okay with that. But if you tell them they're not like the rest of the country, they're pissed off at you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a no-go. <laughs> so if we're a prairie show... It's totally fine with me because we got the million in Manitoba. We got the few million in Alberta. Let's go. It's not MLSE. Exactly. I didn't want to get on this. I'm okay with that. I didn't want to get on this. Brady in Saskatoon. Thank you, Brady. And by the way, congratulations on finishing your first year of post-secondary education. Who would have believed in a pandemic that this would happen? Brady in Saskatoon says... I don't believe the CFL will play unless they can find a way to play without fans. We will have strict COVID restrictions for possibly another year. Can of worms right there. Oh, come on, Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events. The Ryder Nation needs to drop their love affair with Darian. Unpopular opinion, Chris Jones' assessment of Darian was not far from the truth. Moderately successful. <laughs> uh, now I feel like I could go on forever, but we got to take a break. And the Kirk Myers is ready from the bubble. He can jump in on all this. We're going inside the bubble, everybody. Let me just say this. My commentary on Cat Country today said, I'll put it on here. 
is I favor the hope for the best, brace for the worst, prepare for the worst. Don't we all? Yeah. And for the Canadian Football League, it's hope for the best and hope for the best. Bracing for the worst would be playing no matter what. No matter how COVID plays out, we're going to play because we got the bubble and we got the money to do it. They don't want to do that for whatever reason. And it is, they're back into another Hail Mary. Sometimes the Hail Mary's completed. Some analytics guy want to go out and look up how often a Hail Mary's completed? That would be very interesting. That would be helpful. Yeah. How often is a Hail Mary completed? It's got to be on the internet somewhere. And if it's on the internet, it's got to be true. If you find the number, you might be in contention for rock star of the day. That's why if you find it, you will get a rock star of the day hack. Because that, that will be the chances that the CFL has of playing in 2021 because it's a Hail Mary. All right. One of our best friends. And by the way, Kirk Myers, he owned the Ram 1v1. Owned it. You know how I say I watch SportsCenter every day? He had it for like over a week Wow. You don't watch Sports Center as much as I do. Not as much. It was like the Kirk Myers hour. He joins us next from Calgary. You're watching the RP show, Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24 hour sports talk. Live streaming at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of Kirk Myers in the uh, bubble, the curling bubble, from John in Edmonton on the Prairie Mobile text line. He says, Eric Church is setting his sights on six Canadian cities this fall. It's the first concert tour announced in Canada since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, with the exception of drive-in shows. He said, if this can happen in the fall, I highly expect fans to be in the stands for the Western Hockey League. That's John of Edmonton. I will say Bruce Hamilton, the owner in Kelowna, said they're delaying the dub start next season. DG in Saskatoon writes, Morning, guys. Interesting note with the global CFL draft discussion. Yesterday, the Washington football team signed Chilean basketball star Samus Reyes to a contract, even though he's never played a snap of college football. This contract, however, does not fall under the NFL's International Player Pathway Program. Let's remember non-football players signed by pro football teams and how that ever worked out. Ben Johnson, Matt O'Donnell, well, he tried out in the NBA. I don't think it works out very often. From the 5-3-0, hey, guys, any luck getting James Franklin on the show? Thanks, Dave and Regina. What's the answer to that, Clark? Nothing. He's not responding. We talked to his agent, too. Yeah, his agent... He's not responding to his agent either. From Jim Wagner, he says, Good day, RP crew. Dupes, I'd put a brand sticker on my truck. Hold up the brand. He says, but I'll have to pass on getting it burned onto my flesh. Yeah. Really really enjoying you guys calling the Pats games. Stay safe, all. And from Leonard, when I talked about the universe has corrected itself, and I'm back calling Regina Pats hockey on television. Leonard says, I was put on this earth to listen to a great man like you. Thank you, Leonard. That means a ton to me. All right. That's from the Prairie Mobile text line. Prairie Mobile, your authorized SAS town mobility dealer. Let's go to Calgary now. Kirk Myers. Kirk, I'm sorry. From Team Dunstan, by the way. Sorry to keep you waiting, but I'm like, I don't think he's doing anything. Would I be right? Trust me. I got time, and uh, who doesn't love listening to you? You rant, Rod. <laughs> oh, you heard the rant. Oh, you got. Do you agree with any of it? 
Uh, I'm a guy that likes to sit on the fence, so I'm just going to, I mean, I'm going to say nothing. Well, hey, you are, our, <laughs> when you retire, you're going to be our curling analyst, so uh, you got to get used to that. Hey, listen, man, I think everybody wants to know what's bubble life. You were there before, now you're back, and a little bit of a scare last week with the World Men's. Um, how are things in the Calgary bubble right now as we get ready for the Grand Slam event? Things are good. Um, everyone's in high spirits. Everyone's excited to play again. I think uh, Friday night or whenever the scare was, uh, everyone was kind of pumping the brakes a little bit and, and kind of worried that it would get canceled. And, and so now that it's kind of back on track, no one is sick. No one got sick. No one had COVID. All that stuff. The bu- bubble didn't burst. Everyone's super excited in here to kind of get rolling again. Um, and I just, I think uh, we're just so grateful uh, for the powers to be. World Curling, Curling Canada, Alberta Health, and everyone for, first of all, making sure everyone stayed safe. And then kind of seeing it through and doing their due diligence to making sure that uh, uh, that we can continue to play. Because, uh, you know, it's so easy these days to just uh, shut things down. But really, there was obviously no reason for it with no positive cases. But um, so we're just grateful for everyone that uh, that kind of kept seeing it through to make sure we got to the finish line here. Okay, buddy. Now, something just dawned on me. I said people going out of the bubble and coming back in. But that's probably not the case. Your better half, Claire Hanna, told me that conceivably... Kirk will be gone for two straight months. Have you been there the whole time? No, I did. I did leave uh, for two weeks and came back, but okay. uh, it was an isolation at home. So it really, we, we've been bubbled up for, for a long time. And then we got back here on Saturday morning and started uh, total isolation in our hotel rooms and then the testing. And, and so far, so good. Everyone's got through the, that it has come back and that has stayed has got through all the negative tests again. So um, today practice starts and, Oh man, just so excited to get to go play again. What what time's your practice? Uh three forty or something like oh, that. Oh, so you got you got some time so I can, here. So, I can chat for a few hours. <laughs> Great. So if you were there on Saturday, you were around for all the chaos that went down with the world men's. Like it seemed chaotic watching from the outside, which ended up being false positives anyways, but that bumped all the playoff games back. What was that like? You know, they, they brought us into a different hotel, so we weren't bubbled up with that situation that could have been a, a quite a, a COVID scare. So all the teams that came in were at a different hotel, but there was probably about 20, 24, 48 hours where no one was really sure what was going on. And, and I know some people were a little, uh, you know, a little put off by not having the communication from the powers to be. But, but honestly, at that moment, they're, they're not really worried about uh, letting everyone know what's going on at home. They're worried about keeping everyone safe in the bubble. So um, at that time, we were just kind of laying low, hanging tight, knowing that they were doing all they can. And uh, like I said, it's most, most times curlers kind of take a poke at the powers to be, the, the federations, Canada and the world and those sort of things. But um, we're, just, we're just really grateful for, for how hard they work and then how diligent they were in making sure everyone stayed safe quite honestly. So I don't have anything bad to say about, uh, about the federations today. Wait, how, how could you? How could you? Because what they've pulled off here is nothing short of miraculous. And now two Grand Slam events to go, plus the World Women's, right? We had three to go, I think? That's right. Yep, you nailed her. Yeah. So listen, Kirk, I'm what you would call probably a casual fan, i.e. I'm not into all the round-robin games, playoffs I am. But you saw what I was talking about with the Kirk Myers Ram 1v1. And you're in your hotel room, so you're probably only watching SportsCenter. What was it like seeing your shot every day go up against the likes of all these huge sports superstars? And you kept winning. Yeah, it was cool. They ended up retiring. The, I think after 10 wins or something, they just take you off the air and say you're, you're retired. Uh, but it was cool. And honestly, I got to give credit to Laura 
because she saw the shot. So when we were playing, I didn't even realize it was there. And then she's like, Kirk, you can play this round the horn and we can get lie to and likely win the game. And I said, well, sure. And I threw it, didn't think much of it, ended up making it. And then it kind of took on a life of its own after that. And then it was on round V one and you're playing against these uh, MLB players, these uh, NHL players. And for a kid from St. Gregor, that was pretty neat. And it was kind of cool to be a part of it. And then I must give credit to the curling fans. They were, they were voting like crazy. So the curling fans, family, friends, uh, uh, everyone back in, in Saskatchewan was voting like crazy to keep me on top of it. And lo and behold, I ended up winning my, uh, 10 in a row, I think, which was really neat. So yeah, it was a cool experience. And um, I don't expect uh, to get that sort of thing on sports, uh, sports center throughout my life much more. So I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it. Well, you should. And I was so proud because I'm literally, I work out every morning and watch sports center and every morning I'm like, I know that guy every morning. I'm like, I know that guy, but you said around the horn, what's the curling. Is that the technical term for what you did? Cause it was like, bink, 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 bink to get shot rock. What is the actual, what you did? I think it's, I think it's an around the horn. So it comes, okay. it goes through and then back up. And so if it comes back up, um, the average curling fan loves when it, the rocks come back up. And so that's why I think it got a kind of a life of its own. I think I was saying after the game, I think, you know, curlers make shots like that every now and then, and it's just kind of part of the game, but um, it's not always on TV. You know, it's not always captured on video. And the fact I was lucky enough to get it captured on video, it kind of, like I said, took on a life of its own. So it was kind of neat. Well, the curling fans, there are literally millions of them. We, You know that. I know that. The ratings reflect that. And they're a little like CFL fans or Ryder fans. When they have a chance to vote, they're going to vote. And good for them. So preview this Grand Slam field for me. You've been moved back a day. We're supposed to start today, right? You're starting tomorrow. Can you talk about this event? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 starting tomorrow, so it was supposed to start today, and then they're going to run it till Monday, where the finals are going to run on Monday, and then they're going to start the next slam Tuesday. So it's the same 12 teams on men's and women's. The top 12 teams in the world on the men's side, top 12 on the women's side are going to compete, and I mean, the Grand Slams are, are what it's all about. I mean, it, it's truly the best curling in the world. It's the top 12 teams in the world. doesn't matter what country, where you're from, you compete, so... Um, we got a lot of tough games ahead of us, but uh, these are always the good ones. You kind of test your medal against the best teams in the world. You know, do, do you have what it takes to beat the Gushus, the Kuis? Do you have what it takes to beat the Adines? Are you prepared to win that Olympic gold medal if you get the opportunities? And that's really kind of what the, the slams are all about. And so we're pumped to get going. Everyone's excited to get going. Um, the TV should be great. It'll be on Sportsnet uh, all week. Everybody, you'll be able to watch, I think, every draw on Sportsnet. So um, all the curling fans that haven't got their fix over the last month and a half will get another couple weeks and then the other cool thing is in these events we get to wear we get to wear our sponsor gear and so um, as we all know it's uh it's the lifeblood to being able to do this at a high level and so for us to be able to give back and get on national tv again for our partners and all the other teams here for their partners to get on national tv again after you know this year off it's huge so all those things combined everyone's just really pumped to get back at it well actually i was just going to say that for our boy Braden muscoey your third he, this has gone exactly the way he'd hoped in terms of the television exposure. The only thing you're missing would be a Briar championship. It's coming. But how hard was it to lose out Sunday afternoon in the Briar final, which we all watched? A hell of a game, by the way, right? Your skip said, we got nothing to hang our heads about here. We got beaten by a better shot. Doesn't make it any easier, though. No, it doesn't. I mean, uh, I think over the last few weeks, we've all kind of took time to reflect on it and kind of think about it a little bit. And, and that's just it. We played great, played great all week. 
you know, we beat uh, some of the best teams in the world and and controlled when we beat them too. It wasn't that we got lucky to beat them. We controlled those games. So we, we showed that we can compete at that level, win at that level. And then, you know, we ended up losing to the Briar champion um, on, a, on a huge last shot after controlling the game. That's curling. We're going to be on the other side of that just as many times as we're going to be on the wrong side of it. And just so happens that day we were on the wrong side of it. But um, it was uh, it was a pretty dark few days. I mean, losing sucks. But at the same time, <laughs> like Maddie said in his post game interview, we were grateful to be playing. I mean, with everything going on, we're just uh, we're just so so happy to be be able to play in a safe environment. Um, but uh, but losing is uh, something that rips your heart out. Right, but you can lose by missing shots on your own. That hurts more. That hurts more, right? Uh, you are a hundred percent right. If if you play well and lose, it hurts. If you play bad and lose, that's something that sticks with you for years, forever. Any any athlete knows that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And hey, just so Botcher didn't make the final round at the Worlds, and uh, there's that notion that the Briar is the thing, and the Worlds is not as prestigious as the Briar. Um, do you go along with that line of thinking? Well, I mean, there's there's something about the Briar that is just so neat. Like, it's just such a Canadian thing. Um, but what, I mean, those guys, what I watched, and I watched most of the games at the Worlds, they played really well. As, as Canadians, we have to realize the world is getting so good. They have super funded teams that do it for a living. Us curlers in Canada are still doing because we love it. Plus, it's like a side gig. Plus, we all have our full-time jobs and families. The world is getting really good, and the average fan doesn't see that. They just watch the worlds, and they expect Canada to win like we've done for the last 35 years. But um, we, we, need to, we need to keep up with the world teams, and uh, there's lots of discussion on how that's going to happen. Um, I don't know if anyone has necessarily the right answer, but uh, um, they, they played really well. And it's just sometimes, like I said, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose at this game because everyone plays 90%. It's not like Botcher went there and didn't play good. That team played really well. And uh, the world teams are just getting really good, and you, you you may play really good and not win, and that's the unfortunate part. And we got to figure that out in the next few years here. Well, uh, good luck with it. Good luck this weekend. Obviously, we're following closely. Kirk, thanks for your time today. I'll say the obvious: stay safe and uh, good luck. We're all watching. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on, Rod. Good seeing you, man. As always, thank you. Kirk Myers joining us from Team Dunstone. And our curling report is brought to you by Verge Agriculture. Helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's precision farm tech software for free today at vergeag.com. They are Calgary-based, and we love them. Um, okay, one thing. I'm going to read a sports update and then bring DuPont in. I don't know. You guys are going to have to... Say who won the contest. I think we have a double winner for finding out first the percentage of Hail Marys being completed. Nelson, who is watching in Saskatoon, our content creator, I said the CFL chance of playing this year has come down to a Hail Mary. So if you can find out what the percentage of a Hail Mary being completed is, is what the CFL's chance is to play this year. And we've had various things sent in here, but according to ESPN... Hail Marys have succeeded roughly once in every 12 attempts over the past decade, boosted by unique protection schemes, enhanced quarterback fundamentals, and counterintuitive defensive techniques. But they're saying, what do they say? 8.9%? Nelson Hakowicz writes, the other Nelson says 8.33%. And Jason and Red Deer 
from the Puck and Pigskin podcast says the exact same thing as Nelson. They found the same thing. 8.3%. So I think we're sending out two hats. Uh, so thank you for answering that. 8 to 9% chance of the CFL playing because this is a Hail Mary. I, f- I feel from everything that I read that that's what it is. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, hey, did Rod just use Calgary and love in the same sentence? Jeff, I love Calgary. It's a world-class city. Nobody's arguing that. I'm willing to come to the table. I'm willing to meet Bo Levi in Medicine Hat, shake hands and bury the hatchet. But I don't see anything coming the other way. It's a Calgary thing, not mine. We'll be back with a sports update. Moose DuPont will join us too. And overtime, you're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It's really going to get fun now. I just watched the Channing Crowder clip on Pat, Fa- uh, Pat McAfee this morning, and I do have thoughts. You're going to want to stay tuned for those. Hi, Moose. Ooh. And you were listening to it oh, yeah. in the other side of the room. And I have thoughts. Did you hear enough of it? Oh, yeah. Um, but a sports update first. Can we play this music more? Clark said it's no. pretty good. This is my favorite music of the Rod Peterson show. It reminds me of the early days when we started 463 shows ago. Didn't we use that music every break? Yeah. We only had one, so we just... Clark says no, so that's the way it is. It was our intro song. Yeah. Sports update. Two teams coming off wins over the first place. Toronto Maple Leafs square off tonight in Montreal. The Canadiens host the Calgary Flames in a game between two teams fighting for the fourth and final playoff spot in the North Division. The Habs are six points up on the Flames for fourth. Saturday night when the Flames were beating the Orders 5-0, I tweeted, are the Flames pulling a Hulk Hogan? I was trying to find a gif of Hulk with his leg up on the, on the rope. Ah, uh, yes. I couldn't find that one. It was dramatic. Yeah, it but, I, but I, I found the gif of him flipping the guy off when he almost, and then people are like, no. <laughs> It's over for the Flames. The Ottawa Senators and Winnipeg Jets wrap up a two-game series tonight in the nation's capital. The Sens won the opener 4-2 on Monday. Winnipeg is seven points behind first place Toronto in the North Division. Ottawa is seventh in the dub hub. Logan Linklater had a goal and an assist as part of a four-goal second period, and Max Paddock made 16 saves as Prince Albert built up a 4-0 lead and cruised to a 4-2 win over the Pats. Pats 0-2 without Connor Bedard. Regina returns to action Thursday at 4 p.m. against the Saskatoon Blades on Access Now TV. Ty Thorpe popped in two of Brandon's four first-period goals. Nolan Ritchie had a goal and two assists. And Braden Schneider tacked on three helpers as the Wheat Kings topped Moose Jaw 8-3. Tonight, when Brandon plays Winnipeg in the Battle of Manitoba, it is Braden Schneider's 200th WHL game. It's a lot of hockey. That is. Eli Zumak set up three goals before scoring the eventual winner while shorthanded in the third period, and the Spokane Chiefs came from behind to beat the Everett Silver Tips 4-3. Dustin Wolf stopped 24 of 28 shots for the Tips. 
Nico Mayatovic struck twice, and Kelty Jerry Leone scored the winner on the power play in the second period as Seattle doubled up the Tri-City Americans 4-2. Raptors continue a five-game homestand in Tampa tonight against the Spurs. Toronto lost the opener of the home stretch against the Atlanta Hawks last night. A rubber match of the Blue Jays and Yankees uh, series is going on right now in Dunedin, Florida. Ross Stripling going for the Jays. Corey Kluber for the Yankees. The update is 1-0 Yankees bottom second. And Toronto FC wraps up its CONCACAF Champions League round of 16 tied tonight against Mexico's Club León in Florida. The team's tied 1-1 last week in Mexico. It's another reason I can't get on board with soccer. What's with the ties? Toronto's MLS season opener is Saturday against Montreal. So I am really trying to get into it. I am. I got a long ways to go to understand it, though. I know. The real ins and outs. But just give us some credit for trying. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Because NASCAR, to me, is more exciting. We've made that clear, haven't we? Yes. NASCAR, to me, is more exciting than soccer. So... Dubnetwork.ca, the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, which will be serving as my lunch today, dupes, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. In response to Channing Crowder's clip on the Pat McAfee show this morning that there should be no minor pro developmental leagues in pro football. This from a former Miami Dolphins linebacker, now retired, Channing Crowder on Pat McAfee. And he was saying to Pat, name me anybody that came from these, the XFL and the Alliance. There's not many, but as McAfee and his guy Gump pointed out, Tommy Maddox is one. Who cares how many there are? P.J. Walker, the MVP of the XFL last year, signing with the Carolina Panthers. He's with the Panthers now. So what? Because you could go straight from college to the NFL? Screw everybody else? How selfish and prickish of a comment is that? How about all the coaches that work in these developmental leagues, the thousands of players, the 3,500 a year that come out of NCAA that maybe won't go to the NFL but can play somewhere else? What a jerk thing to say. What about single-A, double-A, triple-A baseball? For development, What about American Hockey League, East Coast Hockey League? We talked about Lane Peterson the other night scoring for the Arizona Coyotes in his first game in the NHL after 170 games in the American Hockey League because he was developed. Not everybody can go directly from major junior college to the major leagues. What the hell? And why should we listen to you just because you feel that way? Step out of your own damn self and think about all your friends that played in those leagues. I can't believe how selfish that is of Shannon Crowder to say that. And secondly, Fan Control Football League, I loved it. I was watching it every Saturday night. I said, Arena Football League meets WWE. Who? I don't know who these guys are. Yeah, I was watching because of Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordon. Sure, Marshawn Lynch. That's not the point. The guys on the field deserve my respect because they put the pads on and went out there and knocked heads and, in a way, you know, prolonged their career. It was a chance to get to the National Football League It doesn't matter who the stars are. It's about entertainment, prolonging careers. I'm shocked that Channing Crowder would say that. You? You better agree, man. I'm fired up on this. (laughs) I do agree. 
I, I don't think, like, I understand why Channing Crowder would say that, and the leagues have failed, and they haven't produced meaningful players into the leagues. But they haven't been fully embraced as developmental leagues either. Like, the NFL's not sending their young players to these leagues. They're keeping them on their practice rosters. So it hasn't been developed it were created as a developmental league. You have to put that in place. The NFL needs to have some interest, some vested financial interest, and they actually have to embrace it as a financial league. But absolutely, we need more places for professionals to play because it is so difficult to go from playing university football, playing college football, NCAA, to the pros. We know the high-end guys can do it, but how many guys go in, you get one opportunity, it doesn't go well, and you're done. You don't get a chance to go and develop. So... Absolutely, the developmental leagues play a massive factor, and they can. If you, if you take it seriously, treat it as a developmental league, you have buy-in from the big leagues, it can work. And, you know, saying it's not good enough and nobody's going to be interested in because the football's not good enough, that has nothing to do with why people consume what they consume. It's about entertainment. So if you provide entertaining football that can attract attention, people will watch. It doesn't have to be the best product on the field for people to want to watch it. So, yeah, I think it's, well, I think it's short-sighted, the comments. I really do. Armando Moreno in Mexico City says, and actually that comment included the CFL since it is also an alternative league. What a short-sighted view. Chad Isaac says, Caleb Hawley came from the Sioux Falls Storm to the Riders, same as Corey Williams, arena football. Ryan McCarthy watching in Saratoga, New York, says once upon a time, NFL Europe was considered a developmental league. Oh, yeah, but we can't have that. No, we can't have the CFL considered as a farm league. We can't have that. I'm obviously not a soccer guy. I've made that very clear in the last 12 minutes. But is MLS not a fourth or fifth ranked soccer league in the world, on the planet? And they seem to be doing fine with 30 teams. Yeah. I mean, Channing Crowder should be ashamed of himself. And I say this, uh, Darren and I just had this meeting this morning. The concept of empathy is not feeling sorry for somebody else. Empathy is not sympathy. Empathy is being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, being able to step outside of yourself to feel what somebody else is feeling, not feeling sorry for those people that didn't make the NFL. Channing Crowder only cares about himself. And that's what pisses me off. In this whole pandemic, people only think about themselves. I put on Twitter for my recovery account, what have you learned in this pandemic? The responses were, I learned I could cook. I learned that I could change the oil of my car. I learned this about myself. I'm like, did anybody want to look outside themselves of what they've learned about society, people's mindsets, how we're all in it for ourselves, that we're not actually in this together? Nobody thinks outside their own head. Channing Crowder, 101 on that. He should not be listened to. We'll be right back with Overtime, everybody. It's the RP Show, Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And Moose DuPont. And we're really on to something here, in a way. Uh, (laughs) Wayne and Victoria says, I can't believe how often I agree with you, Rod. I think you could be a brother from another mother. I rarely disagree with you. 
Thank you, Wayne. No, it's because you're from the rectangle here, and I favor old school thinking. My brother says that all the time. He's like, people just aren't prepared to hear that anymore. We've moved so far away from what's presumably right, and people are only out for themselves in this society, and I'm just not moving off the way my parents raised me to be. And on that MLS thing, man, at what point, Darren, do we crack the rock, pardon the pun, and just talk about CFL, XFL every day for two hours? I know, right? Because I feel like I'm really close to doing that. And secondly, I put in my column on Saturday, Sunday that the U.S. presidential election in 2024 is going to come down to the rock and South Dakota Governor Christy Noem, right? That, are you following this? And I said, guess who you think I'll vote for? And everybody said The Rock, because I'm a huge fan of The Rock. No, 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 no. I'm voting for the rodeo queen. And if you go and watch my video from Labor Day weekend about how I think we should be handling the pandemic, it's her damn platform in South Dakota. And I just came off that at the top of my head. That's just how I feel. Go Google Christy Nome, and you'll see that my thought patterns go quite similarly to hers. Doesn't mean I can't love The Rock. Of course. Armando Moreno says, uh, Mexican catcher Alejandro Kirk just homered to give the Blue Jays a 2-1 lead. As Jerry Howarth would say, and the Blue Jays are in flight time. Right? Oh, yeah. From the Puck and Pigskin podcast. Great show as always, guys. Best sports show around. Thank you. And I'm getting off track again. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, I missed what Crowder said. I'll have to go find it. Yes, you do have to go find it. Go search Pat McAfee's Twitter feed, and you'll see it. He's ranting and raving why there's developmental leagues, semi-pro leagues aren't needed. It's disgusting, frankly. And Crown Gridiron Nation on TSN, I can only assume, would that be Jim Mullen or would it be Gord Randall? Or, yeah, or somebody. One of them's watching on YouTube and says, MLS typically ranks as low as 24th. Or as high as 15th on the global soccer rankings. The whole point on that is who the hell is anybody to say that MLS is the greatest soccer league in the world? But the soccer fans watch it because they're soccer people. Football. Who's to say that the Continental Football League or the Canadian Football League is so far down below Anybody else? Randy Ambrosi says we're the number two football league in the world, but a lot of the fans of the league will say we're the number one football league in the world because we're more entertaining, we're more this, we're more that. God knows we've heard enough of that over the last month. Right? And other fans will say there are only two football leagues. Or, I mean, yeah. I know there's more, but. So the global draft is tomorrow, and I guess, listen, Richie Leone wrote in earlier from Ottawa, and he was sort of tongue-in-cheek saying, Rod, how are you preparing for the draft? I'm not. I'm going to be hosting this show tomorrow. I'm going to be, okay, I got two more minutes left in this show today. I have the recovery hour tonight. I'm doing an interview with Fox Radio at 1. I have to call a guy in Vegas right after that. That's today. Starting to see what I, how I live my life one day. Tomorrow, I'll get ready for the show, do this show, go do a Pats game. My focus is not the CFL and the global draft anymore. Are we making that clear? I think so. And then one day at a time, I mean. And then what happens is you wake up 
Like happens every day. Today's another great example. You got four other fires to put out and three other things going on and six new phone calls show up before you get on the air and it's the only way you can do it. Yeah, deal with every day. I laid down in bed last night after the Pats game. I got home and started thinking and worrying about uh, like Thursday. And I'm like, it's Tuesday. Stop. And I did. Because I trained my mind to do that. But if you want to know in the past why I drank so much, that's it. Ah! And everybody's cramming crap into your brain. Back off. That's what I'm doing now. Turn my phone off. From Donald Mitchell in uh, the Middle East. Hey, Rod, keep doing what you're doing. On this show, you get real comments from the athletes. Unlike the corporate speak that's on the Toronto-based sports shows. Honestly, I've watched a panel from Sportsnet or TSN. Haven't watched a panel from Sportsnet or TSN in years, so it's vanilla. Well, I'll just say this about my boys, because they're all come on this show. Dreger, Naylor, Farhan, Arash. It's corporate speak. But they're not lying. Like, I'm, Drager and I, I was saying to this, to somebody the other day, how far Drager and I go back. 1993, voice of the Wheat Kings. When Drager's on the air, I'm lapping it up. And here's why. He is the conduit from the National Hockey League head office in Toronto, Gary Bettman. It's going to Drager and out to us. What's wrong with that? I know. There's nothing not noble about that. That's how much I believe in Darren Dreger. So that's what those guys do. Now, it is a manicured message to what the NHL wants you to hear. There's no two ways about that. But where does the NHL screw up? Save from Tim Peel. They've played. They've been on the ice. They've got the huge national TV deals. It's the other leagues that are struggling that they don't have that credibility. Sorry. Last word is yours. I think I've said enough today. That's great. Can't wait to do it again tomorrow. That's it? That's all you got? That's it. Brian Munns and Matthew Barnaby tomorrow. Great show today, Clark. Thanks to Sammy Costantino and Kirk Myers. No Game Plus tomorrow. We'll see you here. I'm not this renegade rogue tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. I'm just telling you what's actually going on. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.